This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Tom Fox. I'm going to take things in a little bit different direction today as I'm going to do a solo episode. I rarely do these, but I thought today... Warranted a solo episode on the Oracle case. The Oracle FCPA enforcement action has a lot of interesting uh, and significant factors that I think every compliance professional should study. It is an important case, and it's a case that will have reverberations for both SEC. FCPA enforcement as well as Department of Justice FCPA enforcement. So I hope you'll indulge me and allow me to sit back with you to talk about the Oracle FCPA enforcement action. We're going to have a quick word from our sponsor and we'll be right back to discuss the Oracle FCPA enforcement action. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There are several fascinating aspects to this enforcement action, uh, none the least of which are there was a prior FCPA enforcement action in 2012 involving Oracle for the same conduct in one of the countries where the conduct underlying this enforcement action. So we've got a 2012 FCPA enforcement action and a 2022 Oracle now joins the list of FCPA recidivists. In this 2022 enforcement action, Oracle agreed to pay $23 million to resolve charges. It violated uh, the FCPA when subsidiaries in Turkey, the UAE, and India created and used slush funds to pay foreign officials in return for business Uh, between uh, sort of actually as far back as 2009 and uh, 2019. The 2009 date is significant because that was before the 2012 FCPA enforcement action, so you have to wonder why that conduct was not uncovered previously. But you've also got conduct as late as 2019, 
And it's pretty unbelievable that a company who had engaged in an FCPA violation previously uh, would uh, have this type of conduct really ongoing from almost the time of the original enforcement action to the uh, current day. As reported in the FCPA blog, Oracle is now one of 15 FCPA recidivists out of a total of 246 total enforcement cases. That gives a recidivism rate of 6.1%. Obviously, Lisa Monaco and her colleagues at the Department of Justice are very interested in recidivism, and it's on their mind. It was on her mind a year ago when she gave the original Monaco speech to the ABA White Collar Bar in October 2021, and it was clearly on her mind when she announced the Monaco Doctrine as embodied in the Monaco Memo uh, recently at New York University. So uh, another interesting aspect to this case is really the lack of um, DOJ involvement to date. We don't know what the DOJ uh, will say about this case, but if we have a recidivist, uh, the department has indicated it will be quite stern in its approach Uh, Although we need to note that uh, in looking back at prior conduct, the DOJ said that a civil penalty more than five years ago will be given less weight than other information or evidence. So the 2012 Oracle FCPA enforcement action may be actually given less weight, although once again it's difficult to understand how a bribery scheme in the same country, um, albeit with different employees, cannot be a direct indicator of the overall corporate culture. According to the order, uh, as I indicated, uh, the Oracle employees use discount schemes and sham marketing reimbursement payments to finance slush funds to be held at Oracle's channel partners, who in this case involved uh, distributors. In the period in question, Oracle had two sales models, direct and indirect, under the direct model Oracle transacted directly with customers who paid Oracle directly. Under the indirect method, Oracle transacted uh, through various types of third parties, including uh, distributor models, value-added distributor models, and value-added resellers. While Oracle used the indirect sales model for a variety of legitimate business reasons, such as local law requirements or to satisfy payment terms, it recognized since at least 2012 that the indirect model also presented certain risks of abuse, including the creation of improper slush funds, which were used to pay bribes. Slush funds were created uh, in two different ways. According to the uh, policy, Oracle's policy regarding distributors, uh, if a discount was granted to distributor, it had to be have a valid and legitimate business reason. Oracle itself used a three-tier system for approving discount requests above designated amounts, depending on the product. In the first level, Oracle allowed subsidiary employees, i.e. employees in the country in question, to obtain approval. Then uh, the next level up was uh, approval in a different geographic region. And the third and final level was to require uh, approval at the home office. The problem that Oracle ran into is it did not require any evidence 
of the legitimate business reason or business justification. Uh, Oracle em- employees um, only could request information, but the business unit employees did not have to provide them. It, Oracle policy did not require documentary support, uh, literally even at the highest levels. Uh, and not surprisingly, the standard request for discounts for distributors were something with that we saw in a completely unrelated enforcement action involving Microsoft. In that case, uh, Microsoft employees used budgetary caps at, at uh, end customers or competition from other original equipment manufacturers as reasons or excuses for discounts. Oracle used the same uh, scheme or language, rather, to implement the scheme where, whereby larger discounts were required for legitimate business reasons, and there was no evidence. Another uh, Oracle um, strategy to create pots of money to pay bribes was in marketing reimbursement. Distributor policies allowed Oracle sales employees to request purchase orders meant to reimburse um, distributors and resellers for certain expenses associated with marketing Oracle's products. Once again, there was a multi-pronged approach in place for marketing reimbursement (coughs) at under $5,000. First-level supervisors at the individual country units could approve the uh, purchase order request without any corroborating documentation, including marketing activities that may have actually taken place. Above the threshold of $5,000, additional approvals were required um, with additional uh, documentation uh, and business justification. Once again, the clear and um, obvious gap was none of that documentation was approved. Uh, first of all, when you even at the lower amount of $5,000, Oracle Turkey sales employees opened purchase orders totaling approximately $115,000 in 2018 for marketing purposes under this $5,000 threshold. Even when the $500,000 threshold was uh, breached and supervisory approval was required, the direct supervisors of the sales employees who were complicit in the schemes approved the fraudulent request. Uh, this went all the way up to the country managers uh, as well. So uh, you had uh, pretty much a corrupt culture in these three countries. You had uh, up to country managers uh, in on the game and in on the scheme and in on the fraudulent conduct. So uh, somebody at Oracle was clearly asleep at the switch. Uh, nobody was paying attention to uh, the expenses being rolled out of these subsidiaries. So, uh, and then using these pots of monies to pay bribes, uh, there were a variety of actual schemes used. And probably the the sexiest or most interesting was um, uh, Oracle brought foreign officials over and their families to Oracle's then headquarters in California, allegedly for business meetings regarding contracts. But here's the catch. In one five-day series of meetings, there was one meeting for 15 minutes. The rest was tours, side trips to uh, what appears to be Disney World, uh, Napa Valley, and related expenses. So 
you would think the uh, the basics of gifts, travel, and entertainment would have made it to the Oracle compliance program, but uh, apparently there was no oversight of this. So uh, that was, uh, I thought, a pretty egregious uh, example. Uh, Oracle UAE, amazingly enough, had the code name for these funds, slush funds, of wallets. And that uh, in 2018 and 2019, one Oracle sales account manager paid approximately $130,000 in bribes to uh, the CTO of a state-owned enterprise in the UAE and paid it straight out of the wallet. Uh, India had, as I said, previously uh, had an enforcement action and funds were once again generated and then uh, parked, as they said, in India. And then they were paid out. So it would seem to be pretty egregious conduct here, but Oracle um, really did uh, a yeoman's job in making a great comeback for uh, this type of conduct. Once again, we don't know what the Department of Justice is going to say, but under the DOJ's FCPA corporate enforcement policy, the requirements for leniency are self-disclosure, extensive cooperation during the investigation, and thorough remediation uh, up to the conclusion of the matter. In the recently released Monaco memo, this prong three was further explained as creating a compliance program to address the issues and then testing the compliance program. Uh, the Securities and Exchange Com- Commission does not have a similar written policy, so it's unclear what the SEC may have based this order on. Uh, nevertheless, the uh, SEC considered Oracle that Oracle had self-reported certain conduct in an unrelated matter. Uh, once again, it's not clear what that means or what that unrelated matter was and how it related to this FCPA enforcement action. One thing the SEC order did specify in in some detail, and I'm going to go through it, was Oracle's remediation. So that remediation included, one, terminating senior regional managers and other employees involved in the misconduct. Two, terminating distributors and resellers involved in the misconduct. Three, strengthening and expanding global compliance risk control and compliance functions and creating 15 new positions. Four, improving aspects of the discount approval process and transparency in the process. Five, increasing oversight and controls on the purchase requisition approval process. Six, limiting financial incentives and business courtesies available to third parties. Seven, improving customer registration and payment checking process. Eight, enhancing proactive audit functions. Nine, introducing measures to improve the level of expertise and the quality of partner networks. Ten, enhancing procedures for engaging engaging third parties. Eleven, implementing compliance data analytics. And 12, enhancing training. So I break this down into really four different areas. Number one, in resources. There appear to be extensive and potentially significant uh, changes to the resource allocation to the Oracle program with an increase in headcount of 15 uh, new positions, restructuring, and creation of new compliance teams. Additionally, Oracle has moved on to proactive auditing. Two, discipline. 
There were terminations of Oracle employees, including senior regional managers and other employees involved in the misconduct, in addition to the termination of distributors and resellers. While not tied to disciplinary role, this clearly in the less is more approach of Oracle substantially reduced the number of business partners within the network. Training, three. It was enhanced training and communications provided to employees and third parties regarding uh, the DOJ, excuse me, anti-corruption internal controls. And in four, perhaps the most interesting was improvement in the area of internal control enhancement. Here the improvements were in the following areas. Discounting by improving aspects of the Oracle discount approval process and increasing transparency in the product discounting process through the implementation and expansion of transaction controls. B, procurement through the increased oversight of and controls on purchase requisition approval process. C, or three, removal of perverse incentives by limiting financial motivations and business courtesies available to third parties. And then finally, number four, your basic gifts, travel, and entertainment program by improving customer relations and payment checking processes and making other enhancements about bringing foreign uh, state-owned officials of foreign governments and foreign companies to Oracle technological conferences. I mentioned the DOJ, and it's not clear where the DOJ is. Um, This case would certainly seem to be one uh, that would at least be evaluated for a monitorship. Um, as we've noted in uh, other podcasts, there are two evaluations of the remediation <clears throat> prong, whether there uh, has been an improvement in the compliance program, and two, whether that compliance program has been tested. So nothing about that here. I guess there's maybe four key takeaways I would like to leave you with for the Oracle matter. Uh, The first one is uh, paper programs fail, check-the-box programs fail, and if there was ever a case of uh, an example of how a compliance defense would fail, Oracle is the poster child for that. Uh, Paper programs don't work. Uh, Here um, we had, uh, and the SEC acknowledges, a robust paper program, yet that's all it was. It was a check-the-box exercise the people reviewing the information in the home office could not even get the documentation or request that documentation or demand a business justification. Um, Oracle allegedly improved their program in India, um, and uh, we see the results of that. Um, You've got to allow the compliance function to trust the business unit, but also to verify. And I think uh, if there's one phrase that comes out of the Oracle enforcement action, it's certainly trust but verify. Two, data analytics. The Oracle enforcement action emphasized why data analytics is mandatory for any current compliance program. In addition to creating the slush funds through discounts to distributors, slush funds were created through fraudulent reimbursement requests for expenses associated with marketing of Oracle's products. If the requests were under $5,000, business unit level supervisors at uh, these country subsidiaries could approve them without cooperating documentation, indicating that the marketing activity actually took place. Um, this is as basic a fraud scheme as you can imagine. Uh, think of any gift travel and entertainment reimbursements, which are uh, where the limit is 100 or compliance must pre-approve it. Well, 
here, there was a $5,000 threshold, and uh, lo and behold, there were multiple uh, at or below that threshold. Uh, this is where a data analytics program would pick up anomalies and flag for closer inspection and investigation. Oracle appears to have realized this through part of its remediation program, which included the implementation of compliance data analytics programs for proactive monitoring. But clearly no one was at Oracle Compliance was able to or was looking at the big picture. Three, internal control upgrades. Putting in compliance enhancements to remediate your control failures is a key part to any FCPA enforcement resolution. In this area, there were improvements in the following um, capacities that we talked about, distributor discounting, Oracle procurement, uh, removal of perverse incentives, and basic GTE. And a few words about uh, basic GTE. Uh, the rules around corporate travel, business courtesies, and entertainment have been well known since at least 20, or 2007. How Oracle could allow this happen is just really beyond belief at this point in time. So if you haven't looked at your basic gifts, travel, and entertainment program, perhaps it's time you did, and perhaps it's time that uh, your compliance function have visibility into what the business units are doing around this. So there's lots to consider from the Oracle uh, FCPA enforcement action. If you have distributor program, uh, clearly you need to follow the prescripts around having multiple levels of approvals for discounts and uh, for marketing expenditures. You have to make sure the marketing expenditures has actually occurred uh, for reimbursement, and you need to run data analytics to see if there are any anomalies in the spend or if the spend amount is below some threshold before compliance has to get involved. And I think this is going to be an interesting test case for the Monaco Doctrine. Uh, it's not clear from the SEC enforcement action whether or not the uh, Oracle internal, uh, or rather compliance program, has been tested, and that's one of the requirements under the Monaco memo or for evaluation around a monitorship. Also, the self-disclosure language in the SEC order says it's an unrelated matter. It's a little hard to understand how that would apply to an FCPA case, but perhaps that will be more uh, spelled out in detail under a, a DOJ order. So although the amount was relatively small, I think it's significant and I think every compliance professional needs to study the Oracle FCPA enforcement action. Once again, I would emphasize if you have a distributor program, you absolutely need to uh, take a look at this, but take a look at it from other areas uh, as well. This is Tom Foxkin. Thank you for joining me for this exploration of the Oracle FCPA enforcement action. I'm thrilled to announce that multiple podcasts on the Compliance Podcast Network were recently awarded W3 awards. All Things Investigations, the Hughes Hubbard podcast, was awarded an, uh, a silver award for general series, law, and legal services for podcast. Because that's what heroes do, uh, one for arts and cultures in podcast. Hidden Crime, that's Gwen Hassan's podcast, one for crime for podcasts. Compliance in the Weeds, 
with my good friend Matt Kelly. Uh, Matt and I won an award for best co-hosts for podcasts. And the Hill Country podcast was also honored for arts and culture for podcasts. And then finally, Life with GDPR. That's my podcast with Jonathan Armstrong for professional service for podcast. And I'm really proud to announce that a gold award was given to Trekking Through Compliance, once again, in arts and culture for podcast. So the Compliance Podcast Network continues to garner awards. I hope that you will check out one or more of these podcasts. This is Tom Fox. I hope you'll join me next week on another episode of the FCPA Compliance Report. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.